Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Hey y'all, happy Monday. I hope that you are having a great day, morning, wherever this finds you. If you're not listening on a Monday, as always, I hope that you've had a good day slash week. Um, I'm glad that you're here. And if you are a um, subscriber or someone that listens every week, I just wanted to apologize for not having a podcast last week. Um, appreciate y'all's grace and asking clear, where are you? I thought we were having a podcast. Um, I was preaching at my home church and I knew that that deserved and needed my attention. And then life. And we had so many orders, praise God, but growing pains, you know? And so anyway, I surprised my own self. Um, and anyway, we are here today. So that's what matters. And I'm so excited. This week is going to be rich. It's going to be good. The word for this week is advance, and I'm excited. So buckle your seatbelts. Um, also, before we do, like every week, in case you forgot, we are going to refocus our minds. Um, if you're folding laundry, if you're at work, if you are working out wherever this finds you, I want to help you refocus because I know you got your Christmas list on your brain. I know you got some other things. Um, so let's refocus together. F, fix your eyes on Jesus. O, open your heart to receive. C, calm your mind. U, unplug from distractions. S, saturate your soul in him. (sighs) Always helps me take a deep breath. I hope y'all do that with me. If you didn't, there's your chance. Okay, Um, so advance. Okay, so what is this word? I, we've been doing a lot of A words. um, And last week's was transformation right and so this week's we're talking about advance what do we need to know in order to advance against our enemy that's what I kept thinking of when thinking of this word and um, before we dig into this I do think it's really important to mention because we're just going to go head first right into the deep end and you're not surprised but before we dig in I think it's important to mention that we're not just advancing in thinking about like oh in a really hard situation right um or it it can be about whether we're advancing and pursuing our dreams or whether we're advancing in learning truth whether we are advancing in putting aside a stronghold whether we are advancing and gaining traction on the current road we are on whether we are advancing in experience and healing or um, wholeness or health or showing up in that relationship that's been really hard for you in 2020 or whatever it is. Advance is very all-encompassing. It can be in a multitude of things, right? Because Jesus is always advancing his word and his purpose in our lives in very intimate ways. So when you hear this word, I want you to personalize it. Think about it for you. Like what has the Lord been advancing in your life? What do you know has needed to advance? Um, And kind of surveying this past year I know it's been different but what has that looked like and you know sometimes I think our perception of fighting and faith is 
is almost too much like Gladiator, where there's just an obvious warrior and an obvious enemy, and everyone else is cheering in the stands. And yes, fighting the good fight of faith is intense and sometimes dramatic and very, very real. However, a lot of times it's not so obvious, and we are all, at, at all moments, working to advance the kingdom of God in the place that we are. That also means the enemy is always also working against us to keep us from doing so. And so I don't want you to think, first off, like disclaimer, before you listen to any of this, we have the victory. Jesus is good and he is not threatened. Okay, so that's the first thing, number one. But we are going to talk a lot about the enemy's tactics, his strategy, what he gets after in this podcast. But I need you to know it's not out of fear. It's just out of awareness. Like, Scripture talks about the enemy. He talks about that so that we can be aware and have a radar on, right? Like, when we don't have that radar on, we are, um, we fall susceptible to temptation and, um, and just, we, or we just don't have, our, the light's not on, right? And so, we really need to have this filter of truth and this filter of what does Jesus say? Does this sound like Jesus when we have this constant ongoing inside chatter in our heads when we are in conversations, when we are dealing with the day-to-day stuff? So that's what I hope this podcast does is that when we're talking about advance, it's really for every moment, okay? It's not just those obvious we're in a trench we're in like war it's very intense we know what we're fighting but really in the everyday in the in between what does it look like to advance and what god god is calling us to um so there's a couple of different things when i was thinking about this and i think it's five that five different things that i thought okay these are crucial if we want to advance in victory and and be able to achieve the life or rest Rest, I'm sorry, not achieve, forget that. Rest in the life and victory that God has for us. The first thing, it sounds so obvious, but it's crucial. It's number one is know your side. I mean, before we can think about a basketball team, y'all, it's hard to advance down the court and pass it to someone on our team and make a goal if we don't know who is on our team and what the enemy's wearing, right? So when we say we are on Jesus' team, when we are on the kingdom, like we are on the team of advancing his kingdom, it quickly illuminates our teammates and let us lets us know what's on our side. And here's the thing is that a lot of times, you know, when we are, when we think about like, oh, no, your side is like, oh, well, of course I know that, that God's on, that I'm on God's side, right? That that's the team that I'm on. But how often do we hear these lies that he that the enemy says to us or we get on the court and someone is um we're falling temptation to something we hear something that is not truthful um we get anxious about a situation that's not ours to control uh just all these different things and all of a sudden we're going oh my gosh and we assume that just because that it's vocalized that it's true But when we know whose side we're on, it changes how we play. It changes how we receive information. And so this is so crucial. Um, The scripture in 2 Kings 6, 17 says, and I I love the story, but I'm going to briefly go through it. It's, then Elijah prayed and said, O Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. 
Y'all, this story is talking about, and you should go read it, Second Kings six seventeen around chapter 6. It's talking all about when Elijah and his servant, they were, they were in battle, and his servant was freaking out, much like a lot of us in 2020, right? And he's like, Elijah, bro, do you not realize what we're up against? I'm going to need you to have a reality check. And Elijah's going, hey, don't you see? Don't you know whose side we're on? Haven't you been made aware? And then he prays, Lord, open his eyes. And when he does, he has awareness that all these other, like if we're still using the jersey, I mean the, yeah, the analogy of the jersey, all these people in his color jersey that are on the mountaintop going, I got your back. I got your back. Like if you go down and you're going to score a goal, like I have you, I will keep the enemies from advancing and stopping you. And so I think it's so crucial. We have to know, know your side. That's the first one. Okay, the second one is trust in our leader. Just very, like, obvious, we will not follow a person we do not trust. And I think a lot of times when we um, are praying for direction or we're in a, between a rock and a hard place um, or we've asked something of the Lord or we already know what Scripture says about the situation we're in, but we don't really trust in the direction he's already asked us to go because there's a lack of trust in his character, right? So if we don't trust in our leader, then we can, the whole point of knowing the battle plan, it doesn't really matter because where he leads, we're going to question. And it's really, really hard to advance when our energy, our strength, our rest, our peace is all compromised by doubt. And so what does it look like? Like, I love the scripture in um, Micah 5, 9, that your hand will be lifted up against your adversaries and all your enemies will be cut off. Here's the thing. If we don't trust that God does that for us, if we don't trust that for our own personal lives, then when he calls us to be bold, when he calls us to be brave, when he calls us to be vulnerable, when he calls us to take new ground, we will probably be way more apprehensive and shrink back if we don't trust our leader. And so we have to know that a lot of times there's not going to be that burning bush, y'all. Like we want it. Sure. That's, that's awesome. We always want the seas to part for God to come out of the sky. Like that's, that would be great if every time we're going to make a decision or um, advance in, in the direction that we're going, it's so obvious that faith is not required. But hello, like if he's building our faith and he truly loves us, then he wants us to trust him. And the only way that he can invite that is for us to get at the brink of these decisions and go, Lord, do I really believe that you are who you say that you are? Um, John sixteen thirteen says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come, that are to come. That's what it says, that are to come, which means that in the place that you're in, when you lean into the Holy Spirit, which is who they're talking about, the spirit of truth comes. When you lean into the Holy Spirit, he will show you what you do not know yet. You can trust that he is hearing from the Father and that when you feel that nudge, when you think, okay, you know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, we always say that nudge or when God speaks. And I think sometimes it's really intimidating because people are like, I mean, I don't know how God speaks to you, but like, I don't really know if that was from Jesus and or the Holy Spirit. And I think a lot of times I always ask myself, what if it was? And if there's something that's prompting me to not be selfish, to go against my flesh, to be uncomfortable, to do something that's loving or kind, uh, it's probably from God. 
like we can that there's a lot of things that um that are not so oh he came out of the heavens but it's just those nudges and so we have to lean in and trust trust the holy spirit trust jesus in those moments and and do those small things because those lead to the big things they prepare us um so that's the second so the first one know your side second is trust in our leader the third one is tactics of our enemy and this one is important okay like i said at the beginning let's not be confused like the devil never actually threatens god's power but he does work at diverting our attention so you know if you want to win a fight what's most helpful learning the tactics of your enemy i mean think about like in a boxing ring if they've practiced with someone and they know usually when they jab to the left and i'm obviously talking off the cuff and i know nothing about boxing but what i'm saying is if they practice with someone and they usually know what might come next, what they tend to do, what their usual patterns are, then they are much more there when they aren't surprised, they're much better at responding. They know, okay, he's probably going to do this. And look, the enemy's not creative. He is persistent, but he's not creative. And so how do we know what he looks like? Well, in scripture, John 10, 10 tells us the thief comes only, okay, only important word to to steal and kill and destroy i have come so this is jesus he's saying i have come that they may have life and have it to the full you know i think it's sometimes it's a hard thing to discern and a question we find ourselves asking is this is how do we know what is a tactic of the enemy and what what might just be refining us and making our faith stronger well here's the answer to that and this is a very like a a generalized answer and so it has to get specific in your life and what you're walking through but anything anything that does not give us life is not from jesus this doesn't mean that what we're walking through won't be hard okay and that doesn't mean that life is hunky-dory or any of that but rather it's if something steals our joy kills our purpose or destroys our hope it is not from our heavenly father it's just not that's not that's not how he operates he refines but he does not put us to shame and so really thinking about okay was that jesus or was that the enemy and i think so many times like this this uh distraction which we're going to get into that's really one of his greatest ploys y'all i mean think about in our culture we are just overwhelmed with information and one thing after the other i mean i am queen of that and when we're beat bopping around and this is happening and then we have this long to-do list and then in between the to-do list when we get to a stoplight we're on instagram and then we get home and we're cooking dinner and then we go to bed and we wake up and we do it all over again we don't even realize when we're living distracted and so i think that the enemy a lot of times he doesn't even have to work that hard he does not even have to work that hard if he distracts us and so I made up an acronym that's um, answering what does the enemy throws arrows throw his arrows at, and so the acronym is literally for arrow. And my hope is that it will help you remember what Satan is after in your life, um, and to get honest about what that's looking like. And a lot of times when we start to get specific about this, we can see, oh my gosh, okay, that day that I had a really hard day, I was listening to the enemy, and this is what he was saying to me in my head, and it wasn't true. And so if we have this top of mind, I think it's helpful. The first one, A, is attention. If the enemy can occupy our time, it's like I was talking about with distraction. He doesn't have to worry about taking our talents or preventing traction. The enemy doesn't have to worry about us advancing. 
if we're so distracted and our heads are turned to the back. Like if we're if we are obsessing over our past and so caught up in who we once were, what we thought we were going to have, what we thought our lives were going to look like, and our head is turned, then y'all, he doesn't even have to cause destruction in our present because our our heads are turned like we aren't even trying to advance and so a lot of times he takes this and he just wants to rob us of our attention um this often also looks like obsessing over the uncertainties hello 2020 and 2021 you know let's be honest um and or the problems and burying ourselves in those that we don't even, like things that we don't know and what we can't figure out instead of focusing on the God that we do know and the promises that we can bank on and spending time with the one who does know. That, that the enemy is just so after our attention. It's his easiest thing and it doesn't require, he can be lazy. He can sit down on the couch, press a button, say I just want to zap her with, take her attention and, and it doesn't require much of him, right? Our first R is resolve. He's going to try really, really hard to convince us, you, that you're too exhausted, you're too weak, and you're too broken to show up to keep going and to win the fight. It's what he does. And here's what we must get. Y'all, he is the father of lies. We know that, but oh my goodness, how often. Think about if someone like goes up, knocks on your door. Okay, imagine a UPS driver. This just came to me. May not make sense. We're rolling with it, okay? So UPS driver. He says, hey, I have a package for you. And what if in that moment, you forgot your name? Okay, so say he's coming to my door. And he says, hey, this is for, I'm trying to think of my brand. This is for Marissa. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, if I forget my name, I don't know that that's not mine to take in my house and open. I just assume it's mine. But if I know who I am, then I can easily tell him, hey, that's not actually for me. And I think that this is such a simple visual, but y'all, this is what we have the power to do when we have a sound mind and when we are aware of what scripture says, we can know what the promises that are in the Bible. We can know what our God-given identity is. We can know what he says, that we have victory, that we have hope, that peace is ours, that it guards our minds, all these things, that the joy of our salvation. We can know all of these things and go, wait a second, that package isn't mine. So while I appreciate it, sir, I can't take that from you. I can't sign for that. It's not mine to hold. And so Jesus always helps us persevere. That's what we know. The enemy's after our resolve, but Jesus says, you better keep going. And when we dig into him, he gives us gumption. He fortifies our soul and he invades our weakness and gives us strength. Y'all, Jesus loves our weak spots because that's where he shines. So we don't need to freak out when we aren't, when we don't feel like we measure up. That, hello, like we know that. We're human. We're fragile. But our fragility is the invitation. It's, it's the rich part. So we don't need to get so discouraged when our flesh reminds us, hello, that you're human, right? Because we have the, the power of the Holy Spirit. That's where Jesus comes in and he is clutch in those situations. Um, the second R is redemption. So the first one, attention. Second, resolve. Third, redemption. Here's the deal. The enemy can't take our identity, but he does his best to convince us that we have to earn our salvation, solidify our worth, or perform for Jesus. He loves to make us strive. Ugh, it makes me so mad because I fall prey to this a lot. And 
You know, Satan wants to convince us that we didn't actually receive the freedom Jesus died to give us because then we'll shrink back. He wants us to forget the cross. He wants us to go, oh, and stay in shame so that we don't tell our story. Oh, it makes me so mad. He wants us to spend our lives striving to be good enough, end up exhausted, frazzled, not even walking in the patience and the joy and the peace of God, get to the end of our lives, come before the throne, say, Jesus, all of this, and then him look at us and go, did I even ask you to do all that? Did I even ask you to do all that? You didn't have to earn my love. You didn't have to earn your redemption. You actually can't. It was a gift. And so here's the cool thing, y'all. We get to advance in every place God calls us to because Jesus took every bit of shame, every bit of suffering, and every bit of self-depreciation we will ever try and hold. Let's not take it back. Let's not pick it back up. That's what the cross was for. Our redemption is sealed. And then O is outlook. Anybody who thinks, okay, that the destination isn't what it says it is probably won't make the necessary preparation or sacrifice needed to go to that place, right? Like the enemy wants us to see everything in light of where we are now. He's like, I want you to obsess about the problems of 2020. I want you to get knee deep in the headlines. I want you to worry about your current financial position. I want you to think about what's wrong in your relationships, I want you to obsess over where you haven't been able to go this year instead of what I've done in you. But Jesus says, I want to illuminate the place that we are now and the truth of where we're going. It's always in the truth of what's to come. And the outlook that heaven provides is always hopeful, y'all. Always. Always. If it if something does not seem hopeful, or if it if it does not give you, if it doesn't edify your soul, doesn't mean it's not hard. Okay, we always gotta give that disclaimer doesn't mean it's not hard but heaven always provides hope end of story so think about it like do you find that your you know your words are negative or that you dread showing up at work or that you fear the future I think unfortunately a lot of us can probably say yeah to that one like I want to ask you what's your outlook right now what do you wake up and where does your brain what what like spinning wheel does it automatically latch itself to What do you believe about the place God is leading you and about the one who is leading you? Do you really believe that he will let you advance to places that aren't for your good and for his glory? Because y'all, at the end of the day, if we don't have the outlook of heaven, then we are going to obsess over where we are, running ourselves ragged, and the enemy is going to love that we get so discouraged so easily. But if we have the outlook of heaven, everything changes. When we see where we're going and where we are now in light of where we're going, it reminds me so much of what Billy Graham, and I've said this before in a podcast, but it is the simplest, such a good reminder, is that we're just passing through. We are just passing through. So we may not like the conditions of our train. We may feel so cramped by all the voices that are on our bus. We may feel discouraged by the current temperament of those around us. We may feel like we're running out of fuel. But here's the deal is on that train, on that bus, in that car, in that plane, wherever we are, okay, we're traveling, right? Where we are going, it is rich. It is full of peace. It is heaven. And everything in light of heaven, all of our present sufferings are nothing compared to the eternal glory that 
that awaits us, right? In 2 Corinthians, that's what it reminds us of. And then W is worship. Here's the deal. Okay, I know when we did the podcast on worship, we talked a little bit about this. But the enemy, he loves to use things that are glittery, things that are glamorous, and things that are seemingly glorious, but not truly, to distract us. And the world is his closet of tricks, for real. Like imagine a clown, okay, because Satan is a joke and... I don't even know if that's appropriate to say, but he is. Okay, so, and he literally just pulls out these gimmicks, things that are not true. He pulls out all the stops. He hopes that we adore the things that we hold and the relationships that we have or the circumstances that we prefer more than we adore Jesus. That's what he hopes. He hopes that we idolize because the minute that we idolize, we put things on a pedestal that can never survive there, and that's when we fall. And so what we worship always determines the joy that we experience. And this arrow is so important because ultimately, if we spend our time worshiping Jesus, even when we don't know, y'all think about it. When you spend your time and you you have a posture of worship, you say, you know what? And actually, um, my pastor is just sharing about this morning about his wife was she heard her she heard he heard her praising upstairs and was like, what in the world? Shout out to Aaron and Lauren, but literally, and he, she came downstairs and he said, what in the world were you doing? And she said, I realized that, uh, don't quote me on what exactly she said, but I realized that my praise and worship from yesterday is not enough for today. Like every single day I need to get on my knees, right? That's what we have to remember, y'all. When we have this posture of worship, the enemy has no stake. Like, we are going to advance because praise is on our lips. We're reminded of who our king is, and he's got nothing on us. So that's the arrows that he uses. Attention, resolve, redemption, outlook, and worship. But if we can get in scripture and remind ourselves, then none of these stand a chance. When we give Jesus our attention, when we have resolve and perseverance based in him, we remember our redemption is sealed. When our outlook is heaven and when our worship is before the throne, we're good. God's got us, right? And so that's the, so couple tactics. Like I said, there were five from the beginning. So know your side, trust in our leader, tactics of our enemy. And then fourth one is know our own battle plan. So I have four different things and I'll go through these quickly because I know, I'm sorry, I'm getting long-winded. First one is prayer. Y'all, we have direct access to the one who can do anything all of a sudden. He sees all and nothing's impossible for him. So why in the world, it's like if we were, imagine, okay, imagine you're, you're literally going to war, okay? You're in a tent, you have your commander, you have the head of the, um, the generals, right? You're there, you're trying to devise a battle plan. And you have the one who can do anything, okay? He has complete control over your enemy. He knows everything about the terrain. He knows the surprises that will surprise you. It's not, don't surprise him. He knows all of that. And he's available. And instead you go, hey, you know what? Why don't you wait outside our door? And then if we hit like a landmine, we'll give you a ring. That's what we do. Like how silly is that? Y'all, prayer is our direct access to Jesus. It's our direct access to the commander of heaven's armies. Like he will tell us what to do, where to go, what we need to hold. And it's so crazy that so many times we tell him to sit outside until there's a fire. Like, why do we Why do we do that? And so when we have prayer, we continually remind our hearts. We remind our souls. We remind our minds that he's in control. 
it's this continual recalibration. And 1 John 5, 14 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. He hears us. The second thing is the word. The word of God is the richest thing that we have in our hands. It is a double, it is a, a sharp sword. It's the sharpest thing that we have for ourselves and to advance against our enemies. We don't even realize a lot of times, I think, what the word of God provides until our backs are up against the wall. We have the sword in our hand and we realize that it was being sewn into the fabric of our hearts because that's how good God is. Like that is what happens is, you know, I think a lot of times we put this pressure on ourselves when we read the word. Um, Like what is this saying for me, right? What God give me a revelation about my life or uh, but a lot of times what it is, is it is just reminding our hearts of the character of God. Because what that does is it immediately gives us courage and confidence to advance in the place that we are. And so the word is crucial. Third is community. Hebrews ten twenty four through 25 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as, it the ha- as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Y'all see, as we have this outlook that heaven is on the horizon, community becomes more crucial because our main our main concern is extending his family. And community allows us, first off, community reminds us, oh, I have other people who have my back. When we are in community, we can be in battle, for, feel like we're gonna lose. And it's like Elijah and his servant. And Elijah says, hey man, look, Lord, open his eyes. Like we need people to intercede for us. We need people to remind us of truth. We need people to say, hey, look, I get that it's hard. I get the 2020 has not been what we all thought it was going to be, right? But I'm going to need you to open your eyes and realize and see the chariots and the, and the horses of fire and all the people that are on our side. We can advance. We can, we are going to take good ground. Be hopeful, be strong like this community that is what it's for and the fourth one is movement and when I was thinking about this it may sound so silly but sometimes I think we try to advance without having to move because it's more comfortable because we want to know that our victory is sure before we do anything but sometimes see all that courage and that confidence sometimes that reminder of hope sometimes that that strength is found as, as our feet start to walk. And so every day, this looks like deciding when we wake up that we are entering battle and we are fighting to advance the kingdom. It all begins with a decision. Everything, every action that we do, it was birthed out of a thought, which that thought led to a decision. So we have to realize that as we're going through the day, all these things, they're not automated. We are making these decisions. So, so we have to decide, okay, I am choosing movement towards advancement, right? So that is the four different things for our battle plan. Prayer, the word of God, community, and movement, okay? And then the fifth tactic. So remember the five different ways that we're going to advance. We got to know our side. We have to trust in our leader. We have to know the tactics of our enemy. We have to know our own battle plan. And then the fifth one is to trust our cover. And what I mean by this is I was thinking about, um, I don't even remember the name of the movie that it was, but it was this crime drama. My husband loves crime dramas. Like pretty much if you have trouble sleeping at night, he's like, oh yeah, it's amazing. Um, So here's the thing. Our willingness to take ground will 
always depend on our trust in the one who's covering us. Like I think so many times um, a show that I watched consistently that I actually sat down and didn't get up and get distracted was 24. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, man, if Jack Bauer has my back, I can trust that kind of cover. Like I can do anything. I can I can go across even what seems impossible. And I know that if someone shoots at me, if the arrow comes at me, he has me. And so if we don't trust our cover, if we don't trust the covering of Jesus, if we don't trust that he is our refuge, if we don't trust that he really does have our back, then there we won't advance in the way that he's asking of us. Luke 21, 15 says, For I will give you utterance and wisdom, which none of your opponents will be able to resist or refute. Utterance and wisdom, which none of your opponents will be able to resist or refute. God is not surprised. He is not scared. He is never panicked. He's never at a point of losing, in jeopardy of losing his position and losing his power. His covering over us is more than sufficient. It's all-knowing. And so we can trust our cover. We can trust our cover in Jesus and, and remaining in the shadow of his wings. So I hope all of those things encouraged you to advance. Like wherever you find yourself today, Whatever that looks like for you. I want us to focus on advancing this week. What does it look like to strip away what's been distracting us? Like what what arrows has Satan been throwing at your life, at your mind? Um, and that can be in a multitude of ways, y'all. There's so many ways that he tries to get at us. What what has that been for you? What What do you know that you need? What package did you accept? Did you sign for? And you've opened and realized, man, this was not mine to hold. Because this week, we've got to realize that. We have to take back our ground, okay? And we have to remember that when we stand firm in the Word of God, when we know the enemy's tactics, when we when we trust our cover, when we, when we have trust in our leader, that we can advance. We know our side. Y'all, we know that there is way more for us than against us. And nothing's impossible with Jesus. So, um... Usually, well, actually, I'll go ahead and read. The, there's a focus tip at the end of, the, if you're following along in the focus devotional, there is a focus tip at the very end. It's a very practical suggestion, and this week's is this for advance. Ask God to help you release everything that is holding you back from advancing, learning, love that word, and growing in your faith. Focus on what it might look like to go deeper. Did y'all hear that? Deeper. Deeper, not wider. Advancing with Jesus always prove, provides depth and revelation. Always. He's always going to ask us to go, to go deeper. And we all have something. Like all of us can relate to that tip because all of us have something we aren't releasing that's required in order for us to gain ground. Let's be willing to look at that, let him speak to it, and then release it into his care so we can advance into the places that God has for us, into those promises, okay? Um, I'm going to end up, instead of the Monday prayer, so there still be a Monday prayer on my Instagram, but it will not be coinciding with advance. So don't worry. But I did want to end with a scripture card. Um, this is just one of our products of scripture and a devotion. And just read it over you. So if you can, close your eyes. Um, if you're driving, please don't. Okay. Deuteronomy 30, 16. It says, For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him and to keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. Oh, that's so strong. And the declaration is this. Lord, I thank you that you are a God of great abundance. 
I know that you ask me to be obedient to your instruction because it is the richest life I could ever experience. When my spirit is envious, entitled, or exhausted today, remind me that a full life is never achieved through anything I could get, but rather it is acquired through how much of myself I am willing to give. Help me surrender it all, knowing that the very best place to be full to be is fully dependent upon you. You are a loving and generous father, and I know that true success, increase, and favor are only found in your hands. When your instruction is hard or confusing, remind my soul that you never lead me to places without the provision to victoriously get to the other side. Today, I rest in the peace that comes from obeying you. Y'all, let's be obedient. Let's be obedient so that we can enter in the land that he is asking us to possess, to have authority over, and to be strong in so that we can extend his family. That's what it's all about. So I hope this encouraged you. I hope you have an awesome week. Um, If it did encourage you, can I ask that you maybe subscribe to the podcast or share it on your stories or tag a friend or send it to someone, whatever it is. Um, The point is really just reminding everyone that you're loved that God's got your back and that we got to get serious about his word and what he says because it is life it is the only thing that is true and life-giving and constant he is the only thing that's unchanging and so I don't know about y'all but I want to put all my eggs in his basket so anyway I hope y'all have a great week I'm thankful for you and um, know that you're loved praying that you advance in what he is asking of you this week